Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Ask a Winnie Coach podcast. And I'm so great. It's so great today to have Doug Simcock with me, my business partner in Winnie Coaching and also a fellow coach. Doug, how are you? Really good. How's everybody doing today? Everybody, hopefully, is doing great, Doug. I'm doing well. Yeah. Except it's cold. <laughs> it is cold uh, in the Pacific Northwest. I'm coming. It's, it's seven degrees in Walla Walla right now, everybody. So hopefully, you're warmer than we are. Uh, I, I'm, I think I'm at 22 degrees here in Seattle. So yeah, we've had, we're having a little bit of a cold snap. So, uh, so one of the things we want to talk about today with this podcast is this is our podcast where we try to uh, shed some light on challenges or things that are happening in our industry. And, um, you know, Doug's been in the business for 27 years. I've been doing this for 26. And, you know, I can always remember we always had a listing contract. We never would take a listing without a contract. Yet uh, we don't do a very good job at educating our buyers. And there's been some Recent scenarios that have happened or situations currently, uh, specifically with some uh, Department of Justice uh, lawsuits that Doug will talk about, that have kind of changed the way that we proceed when we deal with buyers. And um, in that, we wanted to kind of address some of that today and kind of talk about what what it is and what's happening, number one. Number two, um, why a buyer-broker agreement should just be used all the time anyways, no matter what the situation is. And number three, there's some agents that have been doing some really unique things and how they do it. And I think we just want to shed some light on that. So I think it'd be great, Doug, if you just start off with just kind of giving kind of the, the groundwork of, of why this is important today or why this is coming back, this is coming up. Yeah. Well, in probably most of the people listening may have some awareness that there's a class action lawsuit against NAR um, and uh, some of the realtor owned MLSs and some of the largest firms that are national firms um and it has it's centered around how buyers get paid uh it's kind of around the transparency around that now i gotta tell everybody right now i'm i'm not an attorney uh i do real estate like probably many of you on the call uh i i am a designated broker owner of an office uh so uh i don't claim to, to have all the legal aspects but i can i can tell you from the practical side uh, there's a lawsuit uh, from sellers and there's there's one from buyers. It all has to do with, uh, you know, how we communicate uh, and educate people about how buyers get 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 paid. That part of that transaction. And, and one of the things we're kind of talking about buyers right now. And so buyers, kind of what's behind their lawsuit is uh, there's a group of buyers that say that they have unwittingly been overpaying for homes uh, because their fee has been baked into the price without their knowing about it or knowing how their buyer broker gets paid. Um, and so Mike, you know, you kind of, Michael, you kind of set it off uh, when you said we've always had listing agreements, as long as I can remember, 
uh, with our seller, which means with our seller, they sign a document. And even if part of the fee is going to sign to pay the buyer broker, the, the seller sees the amount and they sign an agreement and we go to work. And um, so I think what this lawsuit is pointing out is that we have not as an industry had as good of a process with our buyers as we have had our sellers. Um, because, you know, think about what, as long as I can remember, if you're going to have a seller sign an agreement saying how much, you know, agreeing to pay a real estate fee, it, it means we've had some sort of process. We've right. looked at their home, we've done a CMA, we've done all of these things. And then, then to put us to work, we do that. And yet with, with buyers, uh, we really, you know, uh, kind of start working with them. Uh, you know, I know when you and I teach across the country, we'll, we'll ask whatever classroom we're in, we'll say, how many of you signed buyer brokerage agreements? And really that number is 10 to 15%, yeah, meaning really 85 low. to 90 isn't doing it at all. Right. And, and so, you know, I think what this lawsuit is pointing to, uh, one way or another, I think it'll, it'll get settled, it'll get worked out. But I think what our opportunity is, it's shining a light that we need to, uh, what, the positive thing that could come out of this is we have more transparency, we improve our buyer processes, and we educate them so they know, you know, everything about how it works. Right, because we've been, basically up to this point, we've been telling people that we work for free. Well, yeah, there's a lot, you know, maybe some of the call have heard other agents brokers in our industry say that they'll say hey one of the advantages as a buyer of working you know with with me is that it's free well you know yeah the buyer hasn't paid directly in many cases because in in most states most of all of our business practice the seller has has paid the listing firm right uh they've paid the buyer fee uh and so a lot of times we we haven't even explained to the buyer how that works or what we're getting paid. Right. Well, and I think, and I think Doug, to that point too, I think it's important to point out is that, you know, as we start to move forward, uh, what we find is that when we have agents that are brand new to the business, so let's say they've gone through, they've just got licensed, they go through Ninja and then they start coaching with us and we say, Hey, as part of your process, we'd like you to offer a buyer broker agreement. They go, oh, what do I do? And they go, well, you follow these steps and here's what you do. You know, and then they get a buyer and then you ask them, Hey, did they sign it? They go, yeah. Why should they have not assigned it? And they have no fear and they just do it every single time. And they go, I don't know what the big deal is. I just get my buyers, I get a buyer broker agreement signed. Then we have agents that have been in the business for a while and because they've never done it before or because they don't have a confidence in how to explain it, they'll sidestep it or they'll give you excuses as to why they can't do it or they don't want to do it or they're not going to do it or they don't put it in their process. And so really the challenge is not so much the, the buyer in any way, shape or form. It's, it's the confidence and the confidence that a buyer agent has in running their process and their system, which is, I think is what we want to address and kind of give some ideas around how we're seeing agents have success with that. And at the end of the day, it increases professionalism and increases customer service for that buyer. Well, and so that kind of sets up, um, I think the most, the most valuable piece or the, you know, reason to use a buyer broker agreement uh, is actually not, so that I make sure I get paid. Now, now that that's smart business. None of you would take a listing. I, I, uh, you would probably not start working on a listing or do all the work for a listing without a, a signed listing agreement first. So, so, but I'm, I want to say that that's not the most important thing. The most important part 
of using a buyer broker agreement is if you're going to do that, it means you're, it's more likely that you're going to explain to the buyer the services that they can expect from you uh, to justify that fee, right? We have a chance to articulate our value. And so I know, you know, uh, Michael, both of you and I uh, are master ninja instructors, and there's a 10-step buyer process. And I know one, one of the things that we talk about, whatever your process is, it's never been, it's never been more relevant uh, to our industry than I think now of, of making sure every time, all the time, that you have a, a consultation with a buyer that's as good as the one you do with your seller. Exactly. And maybe we should talk about some of those elements, you know, um, that we see work really well. I mean, one is, let's just start with our job isn't to run around opening doors and showing homes. Our, our job is to help buyers get clear and confident. And well, so and it I, means I think on that too, Doug, you know, when you think about that buyer broker agreement, also, it also ties for anybody who's not a real estate agent who happens to be a, a consumer listening to our podcast, you know, a buyer broker agreement also gives the buyer some, some, um, some securities. Number one, it ties that buyer agent to the buyer. So uh, all your negotiations and everything are confidential. You know, if, if, because the buyer's agent is working for you, if the buyer's agent's not working for you, you know, and I would love to say that everybody in our business is professional and has high integrity, but that's not necessarily always the case, you know, and so you've got a buyer's agent who goes to the listing agent and says, hey, you know what, they're willing to pay a little bit more. Why don't we work together on this and I'll get them up there. But when you have that buyer broker agreement in place, the responsibility and the tie is all uh, is all confidential between the buyer and the buyer's agent. Well, and you, so you just hit it on the head when we, we were talking about the process you run. It's really about showing the buyer how they benefit from the relationship that buyer agency creates that then the contract, the buyer agency agreement solidifies. It's really about a higher level of service. The yep. buyer is the one who benefits. Yep. And yet we're awkward about it because we haven't learned how to articulate that. And it, it is awkward to just, you know, you meet a buyer and if you say, well, before I can show you a home, I need you to sign this so that I get paid. Yeah. Well, that's that's awkward. And if that's how we're going to present it, it's not going to go over well. I mean, you know, we, we joke about um, I my wife and I just had our 31st wedding anniversary this last this last week. So that was a big milestone. We were really excited. But, you know, I, I share, you know, when we first started going out, I, I didn't ask her to marry me on our first date. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So we don't want to create this that awkwardness with a buyer. And, and actually to think about it, you don't do that with the seller either. You, if the very first thing with the seller is you don't pull out a, at least I'm sure most of you don't listing do it this way, yeah. where, where you just pull out the listing agreement and say, sign here. You know, it, it, you've already, by the time you get to that point, you've done some education. You've, you've uh, pr prepared a CMA. You, you've uh, talked about the kind of market that they're in and you, you've looked at how, what are their odds of selling? And you've, you've shown them samples of your marketing plan so that they know that when they sign, they have a really good idea of all the value you're bringing to the table. And it's, it's in their best interest to hire you. Yep. And, and we needed exactly. to create that same thing for, for our buyers and really brush up on, on that buyer process where we really have a consultation. And, you know, Michael, you and I know that we have some buyer brokers that we hear doing neat things like an education day, you know, um, uh, getting their buyer, you know, how many of you on the call, call here listening? And, and if you're a, a consumer, think about, uh, is there a buyer, um, a, a buyer packet, right? Um, 
that is a resource that that shows you everything you need to be successful in a purchase in today's market in your area. Uh, little value things like that that we can just add so that buyers realize that, oh my gosh, I, you know, and, and I, I remember when I started using one, I used to tell buyers, um, it's important that you enter in this relationship. I'd like to be the person that you hire. Let me show you how it works. I'm going to sh- show you what value I bring. But it, but if you decide not to work with me, I recommend you find someone who delivers this level of service and that you are in this kind of relationship with a signed broker agreement uh, to to get the best, you know, um, to get the best property, to get the best experience. Well, and a couple of things that we do in our coaching that we map out specifically just to kind of lay the groundwork for everybody listening is one of the first things we do is get educated on the agreement that you're going to use, right? Because different areas have agreements, either they're, they're, it's provided by the MLS or it's provided by their brokerage, but know what the wording is and know how to un- explain it when questions come up about it and go through. That's number one. Number two is it should always be in your packet of information. So when you do a, a when you do a buyer's a buyer book like we talked about or a buyer packet in there, you know, other than agency disclosure and things of that nature, you should have your buyer broker agreement in there. And we highly recommend a really good cover letter. And I know that in Windermere Coaching and through Ninja, we provide one that was actually initially created by Greg Lewis with Windermere Real Estate. Um, and agents have tweaked it in in times, but it's a really great cover letter that just talks about why buyer broker agreement and the benefit to the buyer and how it also helps the agent. I mean, it, it kind of covers both areas, but uh, that process, just having that there, and then Doug spoke about the pro- the steps. Well, in step four in the buyer process, there's a 10-step process, and step four is when we say, hey, by the way, are you familiar with how uh, buying a home here in Seattle, Washington works? I've prepared a packet of information. Let's go through it. And in that packet of information, Doug mentioned a really great thing. It's called an education day. We see a lot of agents that are offering this now. But they'll say, one of the things I provide is we'll pick a day. It's a day we're not going to actually make an offer on a house. It's a day we're going to go out and we're going to look at homes and you're going to get a feel for how I work. I'm going to get a feel for how you work and we're going to understand each other. And at the end of that education day, that's when we're going to decide if we're going to work together. And upon doing that, I have an agreement that we can sign where it means we're going into contract with each other, going into business with each other. Um, and you may decide to sign it at the end of that education day. Number two, you may decide not to sign it, not work with me, which is, I understand that. And the third thing is that if I feel that I can't help you, uh, I need I need to let you know that because uh, it wouldn't be fair for me to work with you knowing that I'm not able to help you achieve your goals. And that's actually a power shift that we use in the seller process that now we can also use in the buyer process. And what I have found is agents that I coach that use this process very rarely do they ever get a buyer that says, I don't want to sign it. And then here's the other thing. If they say they don't want to sign it, you also now have just identified a personality type and possibly a difficult client. And uh, I can't right. tell you how many times I've heard agents go, I wish I would have known they were going to be this difficult. I wouldn't have worked with them to begin with. Yep, right. Well, and, and so that process that you're talking about for people, if uh, they don't have it, there's a book, uh, Nin- Ninja Selling by Larry Kindle. Um, and... Uh, that process is spelled out in detail in the appendix, the 10 step buyer process. And that's what Michael's uh, referring to. And I also mentioned that because um, you and I are seeing a lot of success when people follow that process. And um, uh, I have a broker in my office, uh, her name's Allison. Uh, and just she just did a review of the buyer process and she decided to follow it exactly. And she added an education day. She never had added an education day. And she had never been consistent in having her buyer sign a buyer brokerage agreement. 
she's now run through her last two buyers. She ran through the entire product. They, they had the consultation. She did the education day. Then it led up and she, she introduced them to uh, the in her buyer packet into the buyer agency agreement. She told them to review it to see if they had any questions. She went over the highlights of it. Then she said, when we have our education day, uh, then that's when we'll sign it. And that's when she did that power shift that you talked about, Michael. But here's what's happened. She says, I cannot believe it. It's the first time of the buyers I've worked with in the last year, both buyers bought on the first day out. Yes. Uh, I showed, she goes, I went out, I showed three properties uh, to one buyer they bought. This is after running the process and, and because they were so prepared, yes. so educated, right? And and uh, so committed to the process. And then um, this, the, the uh, next time she went out, they, they looked at four properties and on the first day they, 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 they picked, uh, they found a home. And she said, I, we talk about going slow in order to go fast. When people put the extra time in educating, uh, it creates a great experience for the consumer. It's more efficient for them, more efficient for, for the broker. I mean, we all know when a buyer says they want to look at everything, that, that's not really what they mean. They want to, they want to make sure they don't miss anything. Right. Exactly. And when, you, when we can show we have a process to help them do that, then when you go out to look, they're ready to go. Exactly. Well, and I love it. Uh, you know, uh, Cassie Walker and Jeremy Johnson Walker, they both said that, you know, they've been doing this for a long time, too, and they used the buyer broker agreement. And they said, you know, when anybody doesn't want to sign it, it's a, it's a telltale sign that pot, most likely we're not going to want to do business together with these people because they're either. Not well, you might as well know. Yeah, you yeah. might as well know up front. Yes. They're, they're going to find a way not to pay you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but Michael, that's so rare. I mean, it's funny because when we hear from people that do this, and I want to encourage if, if anybody's listening and they're like, I don't know, you know, that inside voice is telling you I'm still uncomfortable. Um, we want to encourage you to try it because here's what we see. Uh, people who use this, we do, uh, like Allison's finding out, she is people are happy to sign it. Uh, she was afraid about it, but that was her fear. The reality was when you demonstrate value, people are, are, are happy to, to sign the agreement and put you to put you to work. Nobody comes to us after and go, you know what? I started using a buyer brokerage agreement and now buyers don't want to work with me. Yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> it, exactly. It's the opposite. Their level of professionalism goes up. Uh, all of a sudden they've got uh, more buyers working. Um, it's, it, you know, it doesn't hurt business. It absolutely helps business. And they start being perceived as a, as a uh, uh, more of a professional in their marketplace. Yeah. Well, and that's to kind of put a bow on this to everybody listening, a couple of things just for your takeaways. Number one is um, if you have not picked up a Ninja selling book or gone through Ninja installation, we highly recommend it. And going through an installation, in my opinion, I mean, reading the book is great, but an installation is even better. Um, number two is Doug referenced uh, the appendix. It's appendix A, which is the buyer process. And we're specifically talking about in, in that uh, step number four, uh, using a buyer broker agreement and having an education day uh, on there. If you want to see somebody who does a great job with an education day, a couple of agents come to mind. Uh, Kristen Munger, who is with Windermere and also uh, Cassie Walker Johnson and Jeremy Johnson, they do an education day. I know Allison now does an education day, but those are people you could reach out to that can help you and give you an understanding of what that is. Uh, a cover letter, Greg Lewis has a great cover letter. Um, we use we we promote that cover letter in our ninjas uh, just so our agents can see what it is that we want them to use. And then that power shift that Doug was just talking about that I mentioned as well, that actually is scripted out in Appendix E in the seller process, but you can implement it after step four in the buyer process. Um, and it works phenomenally well uh, and it's great. And then the other thing too is you guys got to practice. 
you know, you just can't go wing this. And so get your systems and your processes down so that you can do this very efficiently. Um, and you'll find that uh, the success you have, uh, we've already seen it. We know what the results are. It works really, really well. Okay, so Michael, here's our challenge to everybody. If, yeah. if the people that are listening that are in the real estate business, you're licensed to do real estate in whatever state you're tuning in from, our challenge for you is on your next buyer yes. and your buyers going forward in 2023, every time, all the time, sign a buyer brokerage agreement. I agree. Uh, yep. That's, we got to throw throw the challenge out there. And, and, and we do that. I think the consumer benefits, right? So right out of the gate, and that's how we kind of led in why we're kind of in this mess, a uh, little bit of a mess right now. I think we're, we're definitely going to get through it. So the consumer benefits, uh, uh, but your, your, your business also benefits because you're providing a, a, I think a more higher professional, higher professionalism and a better level of service to your customer. I couldn't agree more. And also too, it just, it raises the bar across the board, right? Yep. I mean, it, it brings everybody's professionalism up when we're doing that effectively, because now you're having a better representation with your buyer that has more, uh, stronger offer potentially and better negotiations when it comes to working with the sellers. So um, I couldn't agree more. Well, hey, Doug, I want to thank you for taking the time today. Hopefully everybody found this helpful. Like I said, if, if or like we always say, uh, if there's certain topics you want us to cover in more detail, please reach out to myself either at fanning at windermer.com or dsimcock at windermer.com. We're always happy to take your request and then build some podcasts out of this. And we always like to end these uh, by saying be awesome and help somebody. And uh, Doug, anything for the good of the order other than uh, you needed to warm up and walla walla? Well, we, we needed to war warm up, but I, I just want to wish everybody a very successful 2023. And uh, uh, we were wishing you all, all the best out there. All right, everyone. Hey, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you on our next podcast. Thanks, Doug. All right. Thanks, Michael. just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.